when you're hot, you want to run your air conditioner, right? Right. And you can't do that overnight. You've got to do it immediately when you right. need it. Same thing for heat. When you're cold, you've got to you've got to turn the heat on. Right. You can't just move that overnight. EVs are a very unique load. Uh, the technology allows us to be able to turn our cars to charge overnight. And as long as I get in the in the driver's seat and I see my batteries charged. I don't care when it's charged. I just want to know that it's charged. And so for us, it it's a very good opportunity to move that to a time where we're not paying demand yeah. uh, uh, cost. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts, whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hello, I'm Brandon Wagner. And I'm Amy Byers, and welcome to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. So Brandon, it's just me and you today, um, and I'm going to interview you. You're going to be the, the guest, so to speak. Um, so one of our very first podcasts we did was with Drew Fry from TVA, and he talked about TVA's grid and its ability to be able to handle the EV load. So now we're kind of a um, almost a year out from that time. Um, there has been tremendous growth in our area, not only with people coming in and moving here, but with EVs. I know in our last podcast, you said you think in just the MTE service territory, we have about 7,000 EVs. So with the growth of both people and EVs, do you feel like TVA's grid is still, and MTEs for that matter, is still robust enough to handle this EV load? Amy, this is the question we get all the time, right? And um, mm-hmm. typically when I run into somebody that I know, a friend of mine, they'll, they'll ask me this question and, and we'll talk about it. Um, and what I normally try to share with folks is that we've done our own data research and, and TVA has as well. And um, what the data is showing is it makes me feel very optimistic that our grid is in a really good spot and that TVA's grid is in a really good spot. One thing I think uh, to keep in mind that I, I share with people a lot is that we're very different here in, in, in the Southeast than places where EV adoption is, is um, a little more prominent across the country. And, and this, that's beyond just the, um, the cost of, of energy. Obviously our, our cost is low, but there's more to it than that. Our grids are very, very different. Uh, one thing that I would point to is that uh, a lot of times people will see charts that show uh, HVAC load and heat pump load, and they'll compare it to EV charging load. And, and it shows the EV chargers are, are way bigger load than, than heat pumps and, mm-hmm. and air conditioners. The, the thing to keep in mind here is that uh, we have so much humidity and our climate is very different than out on the West Coast or up in New England. And so our, our HVAC load is actually, you know, I, I serve my HVAC units with a 40 amp breaker. And I actually measured the other day that my heat pump, when it runs strip heat, it runs 13 kW. Mm-hmm. Uh, most folks I know that have Teslas, they, they get the 40 amp breaker. That's a nine and a half kW charger. And so, you know, keep in mind that if we can create a way to have our members charge their vehicles at a time when they're not running their HVAC units, mm-hmm. then we're already serving this load. And you have to think about it in terms of demand, not just the energy consumption. And I, I know I'm getting a little technical, but Drew, in that, in that episode you're referencing, he mentioned that when you build 
a highway, you build it for the rush hour, the amount of cars that are going to be on there during rush hour. Mm -hmm. And outside of that rush hour, there's, there's uh, you know, wide lanes available and, and, and not as much mm -hmm. traffic. We're trying to do the same thing here. We build our system for that rush hour of demand. And if we can push some of that demand off, then we're already building our system in a way that can support it. So if we can, basically, if you think about trying to have HVAC load and EV charging load not occur simultaneously, then we're in a really good spot. So the way I would answer it is, is, is summarize it all is to say, yes, I'm optimistic, but I also realize we've got to do some things to stay optimistic. So you've kind of led yourself into <laughs> uh, the next question. Okay. So um, w what I'm hearing you when you say when you're describing all of that is basically you're talking kind of about maybe on-peak charging versus off-peak charging. That's right. Um, which is what I wanted to talk to you next because that is a, a huge factor when talking about EVs because you know, for the most part, I would think if, if I was an EV owner, I would be doing the off-peak charging. I mean, I'm going to come home at night. I'm going to pull my car in the garage. I'm going to plug her in and go in and don't think about it till I've got to go to work the next day. Mm -hmm. So that that's what I'm thinking the typical charging habit probably is. So let's talk a little bit about the on-peak and the off-peak because I do think that ties into what you were saying, um, you know, in the, in the previous question. Mm -hmm. Well, so on-peak, off-peak, you know, I think it's important to sort of understand the way Middle Tennessee Electric System operates in terms of on-peak and off-peak. Mm -hmm. Those uh, those of our members who are homeowners and are, are renters, they're, they're, that's what really drives our system peaks. Mm -hmm. and, and this makes sense, I think, because when people get home in the summertime when it's hot and they run their air conditioner, that's when we peak as a system in the, in the afternoons and the evenings. In the wintertime, when it's cold, we tend to peak in the mornings when people wake up and they're running their, their heat and they're drying their hair, you know, all that stuff, getting ready for work and school. Well, uh, what that has two effects. One is we have to build our infrastructure to serve those on-peak hours uh, in the mornings in the winter and the afternoons in the summer. So there's an infrastructure component, but there's also a cost component because we're billed by TVA for how much demand we set during those hours. Mm -hmm. Well, what we've noticed is we don't we don't set a demand overnight. And so um, when I'm when I'm talking to members who are EV owners, I I tend to get away from on peak and off peak hours terminology and get more to daytime and nighttime because if we can move as much EV charging load overnight, mm -hmm. then um, we're not going to we're not going to pay a demand component to that. It's also not going to add to our system load, so we don't have to go build that infrastructure to support it. And so it's cost effective for us, helps us save some money and share that savings, but also we don't have to worry about uh, the grid having to support additional load. We're going to take a quick break from the podcast so I can let you know about Middle Tennessee Electric's EV Ready program. This program gives a $50 credit to Middle Tennessee Electric members who have installed or are in the process of installing a Level 2 charger in their home. For more information on this program, go to mte.com forward slash driveev. Now back to the podcast. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. So, can you explain 
demand. When you, you've said yeah. demand a lot, we, we, we in, in the industry understand it. Some people, I don't know. I, I have never, I've had demand explained to me many, many <laughs> times. And I still can't quite get my head wrapped around it. But so give me a little demand for dummies, yeah. so to speak. And, and this is kind of tied in with how we have to pay for the power. So, you know, we, MTE pays TVA for the power. Mm-hmm. We, when we charge our, you know, we, we get our money from charging our members for the power. So that's right. kind of how it all runs upstream. But c- can you explain a little bit why it is, what is demand and yeah. why it is important to spread out our load so we don't have the demand charges, so to speak? Sure. The way I usually explain demand is imagine if you're a NASCAR fan, um, and I think they have to do like a, a time trial to see what their pole position is. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're, you're driving a race car and each loop is one mile. And you have to do five loops. And I think what they do is they see what's the fastest mile. And that's, that determines your pole position. Well, let's just say your fastest speed was 120 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That would be your demand. That's the fastest you went. The energy side is you went five miles. So you went five miles, but your fastest that you went was 120 miles an hour. Right. So in the same way, our infrastructure, whatever you use at your house, that's how much you know distance you drove but what whenever you turn all your stuff on at once that's that's more correlates to the speed component of that analogy so mm-hmm. tva has to build enough generation to serve whatever we use at our most highest coincident usage when everyone's right. got all their stuff on and we don't charge our residential members a demand component of their bill. You know, it's, it's too hard to explain. I mean, we're sitting there talking about it's a yeah. hard concept. It is a hard concept. Very hard to bill on. We don't want to do that. We right. want to have user-friendly rates. And so um, what we need to make sure is that we can get as much load outside of those demand hours because it'll it'll save us money. And not just us as MTE, but it saves our members money. That's, that's power costs that we don't have to... And we can still serve that load, but if we can serve it overnight when we're not setting that mm-hmm. demand. So so if if we have a high demand charge, meaning, you know, a lot of people are using everything they have all at the same time, then TVA bills us more for that. That's correct. So if, and in turn, we have to collect that money from our members. So if, you know, if we can spread out that load, then our wholesale power bill will be less. Mm-hmm. In turn... We don't have to raise rates, you know. We we are we are able to kind of keep the system, maintain the system as it is, and not have to raise rates. And, and it, that that's the the yes. <laughs> demand for dummies version. Yeah, does that make sense? It, Am I yeah. making sense? Okay. That I, so and and EVs are a very unique load because mm-hmm. when you're hot, you want to run your air conditioner, right? Right. And you can't do that overnight. You've got to do it immediately when you right. need it. Same thing for heat. When you're cold, you've got to You've got to turn the heat on. Right. You can't just move that overnight. EVs are a very unique load. Uh, the technology allows us to be able to turn our cars to charge overnight. And as long as I get in the, in the driver's mm-hmm. seat and I see my batteries charge, I don't care when it charges. I just want to know that it's charged. And so for us, it it's a very good opportunity to move that to a time where we're not paying demand yeah. Uh, uh, cost on to, to serve it. So that kind of um, ties us in to what we talked about 
in our last episode, mm-hmm. which is our new rate plan that we have, the Night Flex rate plan. Mm-hmm. So for those that missed that episode, and, and we'll be sure to link that episode in the show notes, as well as the podca- podcast with Drew Fry from TBA. We'll link that in the show notes as well, in case you missed those and you want to follow back up on some of the stuff we're talking about. But can you give me just kind of a quick uh, overview of this night flex and, and how, I guess, I really want to touch base on what we've just talked about with the demand and everything and how this night flex not only will help the EV owners or potentially could save them money, but save all the members money mm-hmm. by decreasing that demand charge. Yes. So, you know, our leadership asked us to do three things when we came up with that rate. One of them was had to be simple to explain and understand. Mm-hmm had to be able to save members who participated with it money, mm-hmm. but then their behavior would have to be able to save the entire membership money. And so what we found, was, I actually went back and looked, and MTE had not ever peaked uh, after a certain time and before a certain time. So we saw a very good likelihood of, if we can have charging between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., that gives our members six hours to charge if they have a level two charger that, that's plenty of time for most folks, right. um, then we can save them some money and we can ensure that we're not spending money on the demand component to, to serve that load and it will save our entire membership money. Uh, so that's, that's what we've done is we have a rate now that um, between the hours of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., you, you're going to save three cents per kWh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, let's say just, I think our March rate is in the nine and a half cent range. You're going to pay in the six and a half cent range overnight. But then between, uh, you know, 4 a.m. and 10 p.m., there is actually a penny adder. Mm-hmm. So it'll be 10 and a half cents. And that's just to continue to incentivize uh, that off-peak behavior. But it, it saves the members money. Uh, our analysis shows that EV owners, I've talked to some of them in the car club, that say I'm already charging off peak and I and they've, they've given me permission to sort of use them as a test case. Yeah. And we see that it does save them money, but it also saves us some money because we're not having to pay that demand component. And the those rest of those savings go to our entire membership. Of course, anything else they can push to those hours, like your exactly. dishwasher, you can program them to start at certain times and things like that is going to help as well. Exactly, because it's a whole home rate. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening today. For more information on MTE's Drive EV programs or the EV Car Club, please visit driveev.com or email us at evcarclub at mte.com. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.